Now we turn to Country Weekly, reading from country music news sources found online. As always, I'm your host, Ken Dawkins, and as a reminder, Radio Eye is a reading service intended for people who are blind or have other disabilities that make it difficult to read printed material. We'll begin with the first article dated December 11th, and that'll be from countrynow.com. Starting off, country legend Toby Keith returns to the stage with unforgettable two-hour Las Vegas concert. Country music icon Toby Keith, now 62, returned to the stage for the first of three sold-out shows. That was at Dolby Live at Park MGM in Las Vegas on Sunday evening. According to social media posts, the lauded singer-songwriter was introduced to the stage by his longtime friend Sammy Hagar. Joined by his band, Keith delivered a show packed full of hits and stories. He performed for two hours, and at one point he surprised fans with a segment of songs that should have been singles. An ex-user, that used to be Twitter, shared the Oklahoma native was great in that he shared personal stories in between songs throughout the night. This place is electric, the concert attendees shared. Photos taken by audience members show the Oklahoma breakdown singer surrounded by a full band, including a horn section, while sporting a cowboy hat, jeans, a white jacket, and what appears to be dog tags around his neck. During the show, Keith was joined on stage by his friend and former label mate Trace Atkins for a duet. For the set list, the Songwriters Hall of Fame member assembled his biggest hits, including Beer for My Horses, How Do You Like Me Now, You Shouldn't Kiss Me Like This, Red Solo Cup, and Courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue. Keith also treated fans to performances of his poignant solo, uh, that was the uh, Don't Let the Old Man In. When introducing the song, Keith shared, I was so obsessed as a songwriter in writing that song that I couldn't even concentrate for weeks. I mean, I went home, I was obsessed, my wife would be talking to me, and she would go, you didn't even hear a word I said, did you? I was like, no. He went on to recall how the song landed in the movie The Mule and shared the story behind the viral performance of Don't Let the Old Man In during the 2023 People's Choice Country Awards. At this time, he revealed that it was the producer of Dick Clark Productions who suggested that he perform the song on the show. It was monumental. It went to number one instantly on iTunes, Keith recalled from the stage in a video captured by a concert goer. The song was later sent to country radio via BMLG Records. Following his first Las Vegas concert, Toby Keith took to social media to share snapshots from his big night. It was a triumphant return, one hell of a night in Vegas, he wrote, ready to do it all over again tonight. As he continues to battle his stomach cancer diagnosis, Keith recently shared that he was exploring new treatment options in Florida. It's a roller coaster all the time with this stuff. I have the resources financially and otherwise to get the best treatments I can get. They're taking great care of me, and I'm getting all the latest stuff you can get, he said during the segment dubbed Conversations with Coach. In fact, I'm going to Florida to see another guy down there. that has got some other kind of treatments, and I'm trying them all, and I'm throwing the kitchen sink at it. While Keith has yet to unveil plans for touring in 2024, he recently teased that he is getting the trucks and buses fired up during an interview with Taste of Country. Next, Lainey Wilson says 2024 will be all about balance. As Wilson looks ahead to 2024, she tells uh, Country Now she plans to embrace a more balanced and sustainable schedule. With just four shows left this year, Lainey Wilson will soon wrap up a monumental year, 2023 has taken her career to new heights with four additional chart-topping hits, a slew of awards and accolades, including the coveted title of CMA Entertainer of the Year, and dozens of high-profile television appearances. 
Looking ahead to next year, Wilson says she hopes to maintain a sustainable schedule. Next year it's going to be that, she tells Country Now, is going to be about balance. This week, the Louisiana native will close out her whirlwind year with a run of four consecutive shows at the theater at Virgin Hotels in Las Vegas. Fans may notice her calendar is clear until early March, but she won't be sitting idle during that time. The truth is, well, January and February I'll be in Nashville, but I'll be making a record, she says. This yet-to-be-announced project will serve as the follow-up to 2022's Bell Bottom Country, which was crowned Album of the Year at the 2023 CMA Awards. While Wilson undoubtedly deserves a vacation following this roller coaster year, having a chance to be at home is simply enough to make the road warrior happy. I mean, that's still work, but just even sleeping in your own bed does you wonder, she points out. As for her touring schedule, the Platinum Selling Star says we're definitely not going to be playing as many shows next year. Although the number of Laney Wilson shows on the hook books for 2024 will be almost cut in half, there will still be plenty of opportunities to see the country superstar. She'll kick things off into high gear beginning in March with an appearance at the Rib Round Up in West Palm Beach after a run of shows overseas with stops in Australia, Ireland, Scotland, England, Netherlands, Germany, Sweden, and Norway. Wilson will officially launch her highly anticipated Country's Cool Again tour in Nashville. That'll be on May 31st. This trek will feature special guests Jackson Dean, Ian Musnick, and Zach Top on select dates. With over 100 shows under her belt this year, Wilson will have a bit more time to live life next year. In fact, she hopes to live a life that will be worth writing about, a tip she's taken from her late country music icon, Loretta Lynn. Loretta said something one time, and I wrote it down. It was along the lines of, if I'm not living, I ain't writing, she says. Moving along, Kane Brown makes history. Heaven becomes eighth country single to hit diamond status. Kane Brown recently notched a milestone achievement with his multi-week breakout hit single, Heaven. On Thursday, the song was awarded the prestigious diamond certification by the Recording Industry Association of America, meaning it has sold over 10 million certified units in the U.S. The heartfelt track is now one of just eight songs in country music history to achieve the massive feat. Additionally, this high honor makes Brown the first black country artist in country music to earn the certification with an original song. Penned by Shy Carter, Matt McGinn, and Lindsey Rhymes, Heaven appears on the deluxe edition of Brown's three-times platinum self-titled debut album, Kane Brown, which began making waves almost immediately upon its release in 2017, as it led Brown to become the first artist in Billboard history to top all five Billboard country charts simultaneously. According to a press release, Heaven adds to Brown's collection of 23 RIAA certifications to date, including eight-times platinum what-ifs, four-times platinum be like that and one right thing, three-times platinum good as you, homesick and lose it, 2X, Platinum Thank God, and Platinum Like I Love Country Music. An incredible talent with 23 RIAA certified titles and accolades upon accolades across genres, today we are thrilled to recognize Kane Brown's first diamond for his single, Heaven. This enchanting hit has struck a chord clearly with fans, topping 10 million certified units. Congratulations to Kane, his creative partners, and RCA Nashville team on his rare milestone, that according to RIAA COO Michelle Ballantyne. With his recent Diamond certification, Brown now joins a select group of country stars who have also earned this rare honor, including Chris Stapleton, Sam Hunt, Luke Combs, Darius Rucker, Lady A, and Florida Georgia Line. 
Among these well-established names, Luke Combs, Hillary Scott from Lady A, Tyler Hubbard from Florida Georgia Line, and Darius Rucker each took the time to record a congratulatory message for the Georgia-Tennessee bred artist in honor of his latest accomplishment. The clips were compiled into a video and presented to Brown in his home as a surprise gift. First to appear on the screen was Combs, who said, Kane, what's up, man? It's Luke Combs here. Listen, I heard that heaven has gone diamond. Not many people have done that. I just want to say welcome to the club, man. Super cool. Keep killing it, man. You've always been awesome, and let's hang out sometime. Congrats again. See you, buddy. Hillary Scott was next to share her sincere excitement for Brown as she boasted about how heaven has obviously touched so many hearts, so many lives. With a smile on her face, she added, congratulations on this unbelievable milestone. Welcome to the Diamond Club, man. Congratulations, brother, Rucker said proudly. Once the clip of supportive messages ended, Brown looked up with a bright smile and gushed, Ah, that was awesome. This news comes hot on the heels of Brown's first Entertainer of the Year nomination at this year's ACM Awards and the release of his newest single and music video for I Can Feel It. The song, which opens with a nod to Phil Collins' 1981 mega-hit In the Air Tonight, impacted country radio on September 25th and earned an impressive 92 first-week ads, making it the number one most added country radio that week. Co-written by Brown with Gabe Faust and Jackson Free, I Can Feel It serves as the follow-up to the hitmaker's 10th number one at country radio, Bury Me in Georgia, and his ACM People's Choice and CMA-nominated two-times platinum number one hit, Thank God, with his wife, Caitlin Brown. Kane Brown will hit the road for 2024 for his 31-date In the Air tour. The massive trek is set to launch on March 28th and run through September 14th. Tickets for In the Air tours are on sale now. Now we move over to CMT.com with the first article published on the 12th of December. CMT reveals 14 artists in 2024 Listen Up campaign. As 2023 winds down, CMT looks forward to the best and brightest up-and-coming stars of 2024 with its 2024 CMT Listen Up campaign. The list of 14 artists recognizes country music's most promising newcomers, and CMT pledges to support them across CMT platforms for the following year. The 14 artists who comprise that lineup are Alana Springsteen, Angie Kay, Ann Wilson, Carter Faith, Charles Wesley Godwin, Chase Beckham, Dylan Marlowe, Ella Langley, Fancy Haggard, Jake Worthington, Jordan Shellhart, RVSHVD, The Castellos, and Wyatt Flores. There's a new era in country music, and these exciting new artists are finding audiences through their exceptional storytelling and staying authentic to their own individual journeys, said Leslie Farm, that's Leslie Fram, I'm sorry, Senior Vice President, Music and Talent of CMT. They are providing the soundtrack to our lives with appreciation for their roots and dedication to country music. We're proud to work alongside this new group of rising artists and amplify their stories and music across all CMT platforms this year. Welcome CMT's Listen Up Class of 2024. Over the next year, the artists will receive full cross-brand support for their music and videos across CMT and CMT Music. Also, CMT Hot 20 Countdown, CMT.com, CMT Social Platforms, CMT Cookies, Cereal Bread. (laughs) In addition to opportunities across the Paramount Media Network's brand portfolio, with live events, the Paramount Times Square NYC billboard, and much more. CMT has operated its Listen Up franchise since 2011 and has introduced new talent including Ashley McBride, Bailey Zimmerman, 
Breland, Brittany Spencer, Brett Eldridge, Carly Pierce, Dan and Shea, Gabby Barrett, Ingrid Andrus, John Party, Casey Musgraves, Kelsey Ballerini, Luke Combs, Madeline Edwards, Marin Morris, Morgan Way, The Warren Treaty, Thomas Rhett, Yolo, Zach Bryan, and more. For updates and more information, visit cmt.com. Meanwhile, CMT announces CMT Crossroads, Brett Michaels and Chris Jansen. Talk Dirty to Me by Poison was one of the first songs that Chris Jansen learned to play on guitar. So it was a full circle moment for the singer when he performed the 80s rock hit with Poison frontman Brett Michaels on CMT Crossroads, Brett Michaels and Chris Jansen. The show features the men duetting on each other's songs, including Poison's Every Rose Has Its Thorn and Your Mama Don't Dance, and Jansen's number one is Fix a Drink, Good Vibes, and Buy Me a Boat. CMT Crossroads, Brett Michaels and Chris Jansen will premiere on December 20th at 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, I've been a lifelong fan of Brett and, of course, Poison, because that's the music I was raised on, Jansen said. The experience was unbelievable. It was just totally that every second I was around him, especially when I was up on stage, I was blowing my own mind and it was actually happening. Jansen is known for being one of the most energetic and dynamic performers in country music, and Michaels was his match. The men took turns on harmonica and bounced around the stage, whipping up the crowd as they strived to blend peak entertainment value with vocal perfection. He already knew my songs, so that was the humbling thing for me, Jansen said. I just love him to pieces. It felt awesome, and I think by far he's one of the best crossroads they've probably ever had, if not the best. It was so natural and real, there's nothing fake about me and Brett being up there together. We're actual friends, and I think that shows. CMT Crossroads, Brett Michaels and Chris Jansen premieres Wednesday, December 20th at 9 p.m. Eastern, as I said, with an immediate encore at 10 p.m. The episode will go live on cmt.com and cmtvod on Thursday, December 21st. Next, Keith Urban, Jason Aldean, Sam Hunt, Ernest to headline Voices of America Country Fest near Cincinnati. Keith Urban, Jason Aldean, Sam Hunt, and Ernest will headline the 2024 Voices of America Country Music Fest set for Thursday, August 8th through Sunday, August 11th next year at the Voice of America Metro Park in Westchester, Ohio. Tickets for the four-day event that also include local food and a festive atmosphere are on sale now. In addition to Urban, Aldean, Hunt, and Ernest, more than 30 other singers will perform. That will soon be announced. Voices of America again added a bonus night. And fans that purchase a three-day festival pass get Thursday bonus night free. We're so excited to announce our final couple of headliners for next year. Our lineup is already unbelievable, and it's only going to get better from here, said Tyler Walgenstall, president of Further Concepts and Investors. Plus, bringing back Thursday bonus night was a no-brainer. We're all about our fans and bringing them the best possible experience. More exciting announcements to come. Moving on, John Michael Montgomery's son, Walker Montgomery, makes Opry debut. Walker Montgomery was born into country music. The son of Life's a Dance singer John Michael Montgomery and nephew of Montgomery Gentry's Eddie Montgomery, uh, Walker grew up watching his dad and uncle wow crowds at the Grand Old Opry. Friday night, he got the opportunity to sing in the Opry's sacred circle himself. His dad and uncle introduced him. I'm sure that every artist uses the term surreal for their Grand Old Opry debut, and I'm no different, said the 24-year-old country singer. It's a surreal moment in my life, and my whole family was there. Montgomery's parents, sister, and grandparents watched him perform the title track from his new EP, Work to Do, 
and his song Tired of You from Side Stage. He chose those tracks because he specifically wanted to sing something he wrote and he penned, work to do in 2021. Tired of You, of course, is a fan favorite. Tired of You is my favorite song that I've ever cut and recorded, and it's just beautifully written song, Montgomery said. I think it's great live, and I think it's a song that needs to be heard as well. It's my favorite of the songs I've cut, and it's just a beautifully written song. An artist's Grand old Opry debut is predictably an emotional experience and often the pinnacle of his or her career up until that time. While Montgomery's family has a long history with the Opry, he knew his experience would be the same as any other new artist, but also different because of his dad and uncle's history playing his, uh, historic radio shows. It's a very special thing, and I wouldn't trade it for the world, he said. I've been to the Opry a lot. I've been backstage. I've been in the crowd watching the show, seen all the ins and outs. But it's a totally different experience when you're stepping into the circle yourself. You definitely get the magnitude of the venue when you're doing just that, and it's a very sobering, sobering moment. Montgomery has yearned to play the Grand Old Opry since he moved to Nashville from his native Kentucky at 19. He didn't have a two-year plan to make it into the circle, but it's been a long-held dream. He said he wanted it to happen when it was supposed to happen, and when the call came, it wasn't at the bidding of his famous family. His uh, publicist, industry veteran Vanessa Davis, called and asked what he was doing on December 1st. I was songwriting with a couple of buddies of mine, he said. She said, do you have time to play the Grand Old Opry? And so let's just say I couldn't focus on the right after that. I was only thinking about one thing. He said the timing of the invitation couldn't have been better. Montgomery feels like he was finally ready. I think I just had some experience under my belt when I first moved to town, but I didn't know anything, he said. I didn't know how to write a song. I just had a crazy, crazy pipe dream of wanting to be in country music. But being on the road for a few years now and writing bus songs and putting out songs, you learn to appreciate things more, like the Opry and the history of it. That's something that most 18-year-olds probably don't appreciate, but I'll tell you, even when I was nine years old and Uncle Eddie was getting inducted, I could tell there was a different thing about that building. It's country music's holy ground. Montgomery was determined not to cry during the performance, and he didn't, but as he was walking off stage, he caught sight of his grandmother, and his tears started falling. They are all very, very emotional and were extremely happy, Montgomery said of his family. I know for Dad and Eddie, it's like a full circle moment for them. All around, it was an awesome night. Now we scoot on over to Hank Williams Jr. to celebrate 45 years of family tradition on tour, as told by Saving Country Music with the article dated December 12th. Hank Williams Jr. doesn't tour very often. He'd rather spend his time in a deer blind or out on a dock these days. But the Country Music Hall of Famer is always good for a couple of weeks of tour dates each year to keep the money rolling in and to keep the family tradition alive. And when Hank does tour, he does tours hard. In 2024, Hank will be taking a cool list of openers out with him on the road as he officially celebrates 45-year anniversary of the release of his signature song, Family Tradition. The rowdy friends he'll be taking out on the road include Charlie Crockett, Whiskey Myers, as well as fellow legends Neil McCoy, Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, and Marty Stewart, and his fabulous superlatives, of course. Old Crow Medicine Show will also open a date after touring with Bicevis in 2022. Along with his own tour dates, Hank Jr. will also be headlining the Two-Step In Fest in Georgetown, Texas in April, as well as select dates on the Rock the Country Festival with Jason Aldean and Kid Rock. The dates, uh, looking at the uh, list, uh, don't revolve around coming near here. I guess the closest would be up at Cuyahoga Falls in Ohio at the Blossom Music Center 
on June 21st. Now we run over to People.com with the first article dated December 12th. Brad Paisley and Kimberly Williams Paisley provide 400 families with holiday gifts through Free Toy Store. This holiday season, Brad Paisley and Kimberly Williams Paisley are giving back even more than usual. After launching Nashville's The Store in 2020 to provide free groceries to families experiencing poverty, the couple expanded the initiative over the weekend with a free toy store that aimed to make gift-giving easier for those in need this holiday season. On Friday, the Associated Press reported the store was holding a two-day event where 400 families were able to shop for toys, video games, plush animals, scooters, clothes, makeup, and musical instruments, continuing the organization's goal to help Nashville residents living under the federal poverty line. Paisley, 51, told the outlet, The emotional aspect of being able to give your child something your child wanted versus just something to sort of get you through the holidays, that's such a load off the minds of somebody who maybe didn't think they were going to be able to do that. The free toy store was set up by volunteers and staff from Belmont University and the store, who also provided shoppers with a wrapping station for the approximately 2,000 items donated by Nashville residents and First Responders Children's Foundation. While parents peruse the store for gifts, their kids can hang out in a nearby church to play and drink hot cocoa. People come on hard times, and we want this to be a safe, welcoming place for everybody, whether you're volunteering or whether you're needing the services. Williams Paisley, 52, told the AP, It's just a community, and we're all in it together. While the spouses hope to make the toy store a repeat occurrence, Williams Paisley noted the store needs donations throughout the year to continue providing free food to Nashville residents in need. We're still not serving everybody that we want to serve. Food insecurity is on the rise. The USDA just released its report saying 17 million households in this country are facing food insecurity, and that's on the rise from 2021, she said. There's so much we need to do and want to do, and we really like the toy store. has shown us that we can keep going and we can keep expanding and growing. In April 2021, the couple spoke to people about delivering nearly 1.3 million meals during the store's first year. This has been our dream, said Williams Paisley at the time. People will be able to come and shop with dignity and make choices for their families. Next, Breland no longer considers himself an underdog. Many an artist has done a halftime show, but country music hitmaker Breland says he recently felt like he was up against some of the best. I got real fired up after seeing all the Thanksgiving week halftime performances, explains Breland, who's 28, in an interview with People minutes before taking his own halftime stage at a special Crown Royal Game Day viewing party in San Antonio. I mean, Ludacris was jumping out of the ceiling, and Dolly was looking like she's still 35, and then there was Jack Harlow. Breland suddenly gets quiet. But yes, on November 27th, the platinum-selling singer-songwriter and rabid Philadelphia Eagles fan did, in fact, find himself performing for the most special of crowds, with Crown Royal bringing together military members and their families for an evening of music and entertainment. I have a few veterans and active-duty military in my family, so I definitely know what that sacrifice looks like, says Breland, who was joined at the event by NFL legend DeMarcus Ware. A night like tonight means more than just a regular performance. You're able to provide a small service to people who provide a large and significant service to everyone else. Being surrounded by a bevy of active military members and their families also serves as a reminder of the incredible life Breland is currently living, blessed now with the luxury of spending time with his family throughout the holiday season. 
I have a first cousin of mine who's serving currently, and he hasn't been home for any holidays over the last year and a half. And I was talking to him over Thanksgiving. He says he was telling me how difficult it is. He doesn't have kids or anything, but it's still a challenge, and it's a sacrifice that they're making to keep us safe, and that's something that I definitely have a lot of respect for. Using his stardom to give back is something Breland has done many times throughout his career that kicked off in 2019 with his viral hit, My Truck. And now with hit songs such as For What It's Worth and Natural firmly in his back pocket, Breland says he is ready to begin work on his second album this year. I've been in the studio for the last few weeks, pretty much since I got back from Europe in October, Breland explained, and he's working on a follow-up to his 2022 debut album, Cross Country. I've been in a great creative pocket. I've got a bunch of songs, even just from last week, that I'm pretty excited about. It's just a matter of time trying to get the right songs out at the right time. Having collaborated in the past with the likes of blockbuster artists such as Keith Urban, Dirk Bentley, and Lady A., Breland says that he's been actively seeking out the artists he would like to work with next. I've got a couple of great sessions mapped out over the next few weeks to close out the year, says Breland, who says he is also looking at the possibility of collaborating with some of his talented siblings on his next project. Hopefully I'll have enough material that we can get something out early in 24. Whether it's a full-length album or not, I'm not quite sure, but definitely I'm thinking about a full-length project and getting myself prepared for it creatively. And while the accolades surrounding Breland can certainly speak for themselves, the New Jersey native says he still finds himself pumped up to prove his music deserves to be heard. It's nice to have a competitive edge, he says. It's part of why I love watching sports. Obviously, we've had a lot of wins this year as a songwriter, and with my first Grammy nomination being my debut album, and a couple of other big moments, like being able to tour with Shania Twain and play internationally. So it's kind of hard to have that underdog mentality, but at the same time, I'm pretty motivated regardless. But look at him funny, and you all better watch out. If somebody gives me a dirty look or something, I'll go out and play the craziest show ever, or go and write the best song ever, Breland says. You've got to create these little internal motivations. And finally, we move over to theboot.com for a list, The Ten Things You Didn't Know About Brenda Lee, published on the 11th of December. Every December, Brenda Lee is remembered as the rock and round the Christmas tree singer, but to answer the question, who is she, you need to dive deeper. Here are ten things every country fan should know about the woman known as Little Miss Dynamite. Lee, who turns 79 or turned 79 on Monday, is a Georgia-raised singer who was famous before she was a teenager, and in many ways, Taylor Swift never matched the kind of success she had on pop radio back in the 60s. After that, she'd become an iconic country hitmaker before eventually retiring. Those around during the 60s, 70s, and 80s would surely name her as an all-time great entertainer. Ten amazing facts. She overcame great tragedy. She put her family on her back after her father's death when she was only eight or nine years old. He was a construction worker and a hammer dropped on his head. Little Brenda Lee was a record setter. She was the youngest person to ever place a song on Billboard's country singles song chart until 2000 when Billy Gilman topped her. It goes Garth Brooks, Elvis Presley, Brenda Lee. Lee has sold more than 100 million records worldwide, which would put her behind only Garth Brooks and Elvis Presley in country music circles. She and Elvis were friends. There was a nine-year age gap between them, but Brenda Lee considered Elvis Presley a close friend. He seemed to have felt the same. How tall is Brenda Lee? She's known as Little Miss Dynamite, emphasis on the little. A Google search says Lee stands 4 foot 9 inches tall today, 
making her one of very few people that little Jimmy Dickens would have ever towered over. Brenda Lee's nickname was Little Miss Dynamite because she recorded a song called Dynamite in 1957. Like all of her early music, it's notable for her vocal maturity. Brenda Lee's songs turn up in the strangest places. Samples of her songs might be more famous today. The use of Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree in Home Alone revitalized an aging holiday hit. Who is Brenda Lee's husband? Well, she married Ronnie Shacklett on April 24, 63 in Nashville, and the wedding caused some controversy. Country Thang Daily found the old newspaper clipping that shows Lee in a white pantsuit. Her family was not in attendance, and very few members of his were. And she was the first woman inducted into the Rock and Roll and Country Music Halls of Fame. This concludes the reading of Country Weekly for this week. If you have any comments or suggestions about our program, please call us at 859-426390. Thank you for joining me. And on behalf of everyone here at Radio I, this is Ken Dawkins wishing you a great day.